host, Ren, and I've been wanting to do an interview podcast for a while now. The podcast is called Friends of a Feather because we're all in this together. I feel like as women, we need to build each other up. We need to encourage one another. And if sharing a funny story or uh, sharing a truth nugget that God gives us does that, then we have succeeded. Robin and I will continue to do many podcasts mixed in, but I will also get to talk with a different woman each month who I feel like has a story to tell, has a passion to share, or a dream that she is in the midst of pursuing. So the first guest that I get to interview is my mom, Candy. My mom is married to my dad, and they've been married for 44 years. I had to do the math on that. <laughs> I thought it was like 38 or 39. It's 44. That's really great. Um, and today in this episode, we talk about a memory that she has growing up and memories that I have growing up in her and dad's home and her getting back into the workforce after, I guess it was probably like 20 years of being a stay-at-home mom. Um, we also talk about how she loves fiddling with colors and going shopping and getting a good deal on clothes and a lot of funny stories mixed in. So sit back, hang out with us, and be encouraged. So the first person I get to interview is Candy, and Candy just so happens to be my mom. So mom, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. Are you excited? I am excited to be part of your first podcast. I know. It's going to be fun. So I'm going to ask you some questions and you just answer it and we'll just have a good time. Sounds great. Awesome. So what I want to know is what do you remember most, a fun or a funny time growing up in your childhood? I was actually the type of kid that would climb trees and play with in mud pies and we made little grass houses. Nobody will really know what that is, but we would, when daddy would cut the yard, we would take the grass clippings, my two sisters and myself, and we would make, we had a pretty good sized yard and we would make houses and the outlines, outlines of the houses were the clippings of grass. And we would have a living room and a den and a kitchen and, and it would just be like Almost, you would you would have thought we were going to be graphic designers or something. None of us wow. ever became that. But we would make these grass houses in the front yard, and I would have one, and my sister would have one, and my baby sister. And anyway, just little things like that because we really, you know, you didn't have cell phones. You didn't have all the cool toys that you see nowadays. So we just made toys out of grass clippings. Well, I mean, I've never heard that story. But when well, I was young, we did leap with leaves, the same kind of thing, but with leaves. I remember you doing that with me when I was young. Yeah. But never heard the grass clipping story. We made mud pies. Mm. I mean, we could literally play in the mud. And Love it. Rain. And we would put rocks, and the rocks in the mud pies made it look like chocolate chip mud pies. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was just crazy stuff. And of Love course, it. now I don't like anything like mud and dirt. And I'm just real finicky. But back then, I mean, you know, we just played in all that stuff. And I love it. Had dogs and cats. And mm. actually, when we got older, we had horses and just loved all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a good life. Well, I'm going to mention a few favorite memories of my growing up in your house with oh, you goodness. and Dad. Okay. One of my favorites is <laughs> you being, and we have this all on uh, VHS video. So mm, if anybody wants to see that, we might have a VHS party night. Sometime. I need to I need to get control of that VHS. <laughs> yeah, you need to cuz there's there's some there's some good stuff, good nuggets of truth on that, let's just say. 
Um, but the, the, the favorite memory is of, or one of them is of, of at my birthday party, which I was an only child. So I was about eight or nine, I think. And the funny thing was, is, you know, when you're an only child, you're the star. I mean, I'm sorry, let's put that out there. But you know, my birthday party, I'm the bride. And then all the girls that came got to dress up like my bridesmaids. No. Yeah. And who was the groom? Tell us who that was. Well, we did it two different times. Didn't we have a cardboard groom? Oh, yeah. There, I mean, it was there was a cardboard groom. And what was, do you remember how he stood up? How did you hold the cardboard? I'm trying to remember. What we did is we cut out, I took a big piece of cardboard, and we drew this guy and then cut it out. Did we put a broom behind it? or? It was a microphone stand because, of course, we're going to have a microphone in our house. But a microphone stand that you uh, masking taped him to. I can see it now. It had a blue base and a yellow microphone stand. Yep. Yeah. That was your little microphone stand that you probably got one Christmas or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so yep. when we had the birthday party, we had to have a theme. Of course, nowadays, the themes are cost hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. to have a birthday For party. Real. But back then, um, you know, we just had a theme and everybody was invited. But I had dress-up clothes you know, from actually from some of my childhood days, we mm. had dress-up clothes, and I'd saved all of those, and then I'd added to it, and all the girls got to dress up in a little bridesmaid's outfit. And of course, when you're nine, eight or nine, mm-hmm. you're just loving this party. It was and awesome. The bride, and of course, I had a bride's dress. I'm trying to remember the dress. You made it. It was a white dress with lace, and you made that. You right. made it for me. And then we drug out all the dresses, and all the girls were the bridesmaids, and then we had the cardboard groom and then we actually did we play the song the wedding song uh yeah and let me tell you i remember also you had shoes for everybody let's not forget this you had dress up shoes heels for everybody Uh. i mean people let me say people pay boo coodles of of, of money for people to do this at a store and they not a wedding but dress up and do your makeup and all that and you had it right there you had a good idea well, and when I grew up, I played dress up a lot, mm-hmm. and I just had lots of little different dresses. My mother would mm-hmm. get, I don't know, dress up dresses somehow, mm-hmm. and I played, I was just very much a, I, I loved to pre- play pretend, mm-hmm. and so I had saved a lot of those dresses and then added to it, so that was an easy thing for me, and if I think you would have, you would know better than I would if the kids really liked it, you know, if they loved oh. it. Oh. No. Remember it to this day. Oh, they do. And it was the dress-up clothes and all the stuff that we would do. I mean, that's one memory out of many dress-up. I mean, people would come over and we'd dress up. It was super fun. (laughs) Well, tell, I want you to tell my favorite story. Okay. What's my favorite story that I laugh about all the time? Well. When you dressed up. Which was that one? Um, would that be the Sunny and Cher? Mm, Absolutely. Tell us well, about that. Okay. At our church, we had, um, at one point in our, uh, when we were at our church, we had these groups, and you would meet monthly with people within your church that lived in your same zip code. And it was a way of our church pulling together young and old, you know, just. I love it. Whoever, whomever. And eight or nine couples would come together monthly, and we would have, it was potluck. And we would meet at a different home every month. So we would have it at our home one month and then another couple. Well, we would always have, obviously, a Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Well, this one particular year, 
we were not able, we were not going to be able to go to the Christmas party for our uh, group. So we said, you know, we can't go to the party, and um, and they were going to, you know, have some sort of Christmas entertainment, you know, that each of them was going to bring. And so we thought, well, you know, we'll just send our entertainment by video. Now this was probably in the '80s, so you did have video cameras by then, and they were huge. Yeah, they were enormous. You would sit on your shoulders. They were just enormous. But that would be like VHS. And so uh-huh. we said, well, we'll just tape ours yeah. on a VHS. So we're thinking, hey, I got a great idea. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's dress up like Sonny and Cher. Yeah. And we'll lip sync I Got You, Babe. And we mm. will send that. And we'll just say, hey, folks, sorry we couldn't be there, but here's our Christmas greeting. I don't mm. know what I was thinking. Well, because, so. I mean, of course, it's a church party with friends and families, uh, you know, the adults. I mean, of course you're going to send Sunny and Cher. Why not? Sure, of course. <laughs> so anyway, not knowing what everybody else was going to do. And so we we taped this. We went in the dining room, set up the camera. We had mm-hmm. you help. I remember. Me. Yeah, I was there. You, you ran the camera. Here you are, what, maybe 10 years old? Yes. I remember. I remember and I all. put on a long black wig. I mean, mm. we dressed we dressed up just like something. You chip. looked amazing. Had the long necklace, the long straight dress. Mm-hmm. Um, it was blue. The what? It was blue. Your dress was blue. Oh, I'd forgotten that. Mm, gold and trim. The funniest part is my husband, like, <laughs> obviously Sonny, <laughs> and my husband is nowhere Mm-mm even like anybody that would want to stand up before people and no. dress up like a Sonny and Cher. I mean, that's just not his thing. No. He agreed to do it. And so we get a wig for him that looks more like Sonny. We give him an open collar shirt and on his chest, we paint <laughs> hair, <laughs> curly hair. And then we put a mustache on him. Poor guy. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. And so then we practice the song, practice the song. We think we're ready. We say, okay, we want our daughter to start the video, the video, the videography as we're playing the song. And mm-hmm. we did. We played the song and we lip synced it. We lip synced it. We had it down pat. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew. It was fabulous. They say you're young and you don't know. Mm-hmm. Take the whole thing. And then at the end, you stopped it and you stopped the song. And we said, hey, folks, sorry we can't be there for the Christmas party, but Merry Christmas. And we're waving mm-hmm. to the camera. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we send the video mm-hmm. to the people mm-hmm. going to the party so they know nothing about what's on this video. Mm-mm. No. So we find out later <laughs> that they had the party. They all sat down and ate the dinner. And then they all started having their entertainment. And they were standing up and they were reciting poems and they were reciting Luke 2. And they were. <laughs> You know, talking about all the spiritual aspects of Christmas. And yes. Honestly, you know, it's a church group. Right. And they said, hey, by the way, Candy and her husband can't be here tonight. So let's play there. Uh, they sent a video. Mm. And they turned it on. And they played our Sonny and Cher lip sync and fell in the floor. <laughs> they loved it. They were, you heard later, they were cracking up. And absolutely, it changed the tone of our whole group. Gosh, mm-hmm. I hope that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, it said really what it did, it broke down, you know, people had always been trying to put on a good face and mm-hmm. oh, this or that. It mm-hmm. really broke down barriers and it lightened up the group. And from then on, yep. we were just the greatest tight-knit group. I, we probably stayed together 
10 years, long maybe time. longer. That's and even amazing. today, though we're not in the same grouping, you know, uh, we've done different things through our church. We still see these folks and still mm-hmm. go to church with most of them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, awesome. we still have get-togethers about once every five years. And, just, That's and awesome. of course, they always talk about Sunny and Share. Well, they, to this day. I mean, it's my favorite memory. All I mean, it's y'all just keeping it real. I being sunny and share. I love it. I love it. It was great. It, yeah. That's one of my favorite memories. Well, my last memory we're going to share before we get into a new little topic is um, my, of course, ultimate, ultimate favorite is just remembering that blue recliner that you were sitting in every morning. Um, and I don't know why I just thought about it. And I thought that's the memory that I remember the most of all is you sitting in, and I call it now the prayer chair. We didn't call it then. I don't know why we didn't call it that then. Cause that's, that's pretty clever. Just saying, but, um, you sitting in your prayer chair, that blue lazy boy recliner every morning. Yeah. And yeah. that, that, you know, that's a lot of my childhood is knowing how much that you and dad prayed for me, yeah. um, growing up. So and it was neat because the first few years of marriage before we had you, I, I worked mm-hmm. uh, outside the home. And then when I was pregnant with you, I got um, it, we just were able for me to stay home. And um, it, we're just the Lord just worked that out. Mm-hmm. And I quit work, and you were born three weeks later. So mm-hmm. wow. I had three weeks there to kind of get ready. Mm-hmm. And and all those years I stayed at home. Mm-hmm. Um, what about 25 years mm-hmm. and yeah that that dim chair was just right in the corner over by mm-hmm. the fireplace and it was just kind of the place that I pulled away and that's where I had God, good night books and my Bible and just yeah that was mm-hmm. the place where I sat and prayed yep and I and that's something that your kids you know want to see yeah. so and that leads us into the next thing I was wondering when you you were a stay-at-home mom you um you started working i mean you would do you would volunteer at my school a bunch i mean there's stories there we could go on about that but you started working part time at our church and tell me that was when i was about 24 25 so no actually i started working part time answering uh the church telephone oh that's right that's right on wednesday nights when church was going on okay and, and sometimes on sunday nights and uh, sometimes on Sunday mornings, because we had a, uh, you know, the TV that was right next to the church telephone, so that as I'm answering the oh. phones for the church, uh-huh. I can also see the service going on. Okay. So I didn't miss any of the sermon or music. So that was really my first part time at the church. Probably, uh, you were in high school. Okay. So- I think it was the end of my high school, though. I don't I think remember. So too. Yeah, I don't think, I don't remember my going to school and you being at work. No, you were already either. I think I was in college. Going into college. Yeah. Yeah, It it wouldn't have been when you were still in 12th grade. You're probably right. Yeah. Started doing that. And then that led into uh, coordinating weddings. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was the next step, uh, Mm -hmm. doing that part time. And that was great. I mean, that was, you know, we just get paid a flat fee to. You know, coordinate the wedding and, okay. uh, you know, getting them down the aisle and back up the aisle and making Huge sure job. everything's going on and seeing all the details and the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and making sure nobody's fainting and Whew. handling the rehearsal the night before. And then if they have a uh, rehearsal dinner, you're working toward that and uh, uh, also being there for the reception. If the reception was at the church, overseeing all of it. 
Right. And uh, yeah, did that for a number of years. Actually, well, did that for about 12 years. And let me ask you how that led into when they came to you and said, the church came to you and said, would you be interested in becoming the church hostess? Tell us about that. Yeah, I had been doing the, the part-time deal at uh, probably about three years mm-hmm. working part-time at the church, and then they approached me about moving from that part-time position into being the church hostess. Gotcha. And that was a full-time position, but what it meant was the church hostess it uh, what would not be doing weddings on a part-time basis. It was full-time. And, um, yeah, found That's... myself saying, yes, I'll do that. Wow. And so I became the church hostess. But I can see how doing weddings prior to that on a part-time basis really, you know, helped me training-wise mm. um, to learn how to be the church hostess. And from then, then you are now the administrative assistant to the head pastor of our church. And so right. tell, tell us how... And in all of this, most people would say that moving, moving up, uh, um, getting more responsibilities and different um, uh, job responsibilities and, and, and things would be very hard. How, how did you accomplish all of that from starting part-time and then moving up full-time and then doing the church hostess and then now becoming the administrative assistant to the head pastor? How, how did you accomplish all that? That's a lot. It is. You know, um, you just pray a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because, and you, you have a great team you're working with. You have great um, other staff members. I mean, no one is an island. No one stands alone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, just all of those experiences coming up and just uh, a lot of prayer because none of us, you know, we're just, we're just fallible human beings. Mm-hmm. And so you realize that God takes you from one step to the next. I mean, he really, he really does. And so reading, staying in, staying in God's word and praying mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and again, working with people, uh, good relationships within the office. Uh, I work with uh, three other wonderful ladies who work in the office of the pastor and we have a great relationship and we just, uh, we just, we have each other's back. We work with each other really well. We do our job. You know. Well, I like what you said earlier about the strength, that if someone is weak in one area, you know, then the other one, the strength is going to be there. So I like how you look at it that way, where you're looking at what's your strength. Maybe that's going to overcompensate for my weakness, or maybe right. my strength is going to help you with your weakness. And you grow, but you all have strengths and weaknesses. I like how you look at it that way. That's a great, well, great way to look nobody, at it. Nobody has it all together. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it all perfectly. We don't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but each of us might have a strength that somebody else, you know, would you play off of that. And that when you're weak, they come alongside. It's just, it, it, you make it work. And, um, but I, I mean, there's many, many days that I'll look back at something and I'll think, Oh my goodness, the Lord just carried me through that. Mm. And, and maybe I had something prepared and I didn't know I was going to have to pull on that that day. And it came mm-hmm. up and I said, okay, thank you, Lord. You know, I just knew that he had prepared me. But to right. do that, you know, I have to pray, mm-hmm. be in God's word, and just on my knees. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's great. Love love where I work. Love my job. Uh, but but I do stay, I try to stay plugged in with, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, focusing on, on the right things. Right. Well, and that kind of leads into what did you learn about yourself along the way? Hmm. Um, I never... 
it's really funny because I never thought um, I was when I was asked to do a particular job. Say they would ask, call me, you know, they'd call me and say, "We want you to do this job. We want you to do the church host." And that doesn't usually home. happen. Usually, people interview. You know, I mean, that doesn't usually happen. I don't think anybody's ever come to me and said, "Hey, will you do this?" No. It's more of like, "Hey, let me give you my resume. Let me, you know, sell myself." You never had to do that, which is amazing and a great compliment. Well, I, 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 I never thought I was the one for the job. I really didn't. I always said, you know, it's probably not me you're looking for. You're looking for somebody else. And they said, well, uh-huh. well, let's just, let's pray about it. I remember that. I remember dad and I were like, yeah, this, this, yep, this is it. This, you're made for this. And you're like, I think, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, did, I did. I never thought, never thought. And again, mm-hmm. I think that's where the Lord, I mean, he gives you the strength to do the job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I really, I never thought I was the one that they were looking for. Mm. So, and, and I'll tell you, from the first day I started working at the church on a full-time basis, when I had a little desk, you know, a computer, mm. I, I, I printed out a verse. And, and of course, that's been mm, working on 12 to 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this verse I put on my desk, that very first job, because I was scared to death. Mm-hmm. I was really scared. Mm-hmm. I had not worked full-time in, in a number of years because, mm-hmm. you know, I was stay, a stay-at-home mom right. and raising you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's Second um, Corinthians twelve nine. my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Because mm-hmm. I felt so weak. Mm-hmm. I did. And so I put that little verse in a frame, and I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. And I put it on my desk, and I've never taken it off. Never. And it's on my desk to this day. You know, because it's just... And now I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> I feel weak. And yet His grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I, and every time I think about, you know, I'll change pictures on my desk, and I'll put a new one of our, you know, my grandson. And I'll think, well, maybe I need to change this verse. Mm-hmm. And I no. say, no, no. That's Mm-mm. the verse from the first day I started working right at the church, and I'm leaving it. Mm. It's it's just so poignant. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Well, and it's all go. It goes back to I think we have a theme here of that, you know, his strength and our weakness. And I remember learning that lesson in a totally different uh, experience and totally different environment. But how God's truth is for all of us. Yeah. Where He meets us at the point of our need. Right. It's awesome. true. It's really true. Awesome. Well, um, I think that you have a lot of gifts that have, and I think the humbleness that you have when you accepted each one of those jobs, I think that God honors that too. And I feel like that's something that, um, that, you know, he's, he's, he wants, he wants in each of our hearts, but I I think he's found that in you for sure. Um, and then I see how all the experiences that you had part-time and then, you know, as the church hostess and then now where you are now, it's, it's prepared you for all of it. Well, you just see how God goes before you on each of them. You absolutely. Really absolutely. And he gives you the certain gifts for each one of those things. And we all have different gifts and he's given you those gifts for those specific jobs. And one of the many gifts that I, and many people that know you is your eye for style. Um, anytime before I get ready for church or an event or something, I'll send you a text and take a picture and say, okay, I think this jewelry's a little bit much. And you're like, no, jewelry's never too much. 
<laughs> or, you know, hey, how do these pants look at these shoes? Mm, shoes are a little too casual for that. Bump it up, Bryn. You know, like some, and, and I feel like that could have been a total profession for you. You weren't seeking any profession, but that could have totally been a career for you also. So when did you realize that you had that eye for style? <laughs> In my family, I said women can typically see style. It was my dad. Ah. I, my father was the one who had the sense of style. Now, my mother was, she did too. But mm -hmm. really, Dad, whenever we would, now back then, wallpaper was real popular in your home. Mm -hmm. My dad was the one that picked out the wallpaper for each room. Not wow, really? Isn't that funny? Wallpaper. And Mother would go, okay. you know. Yeah, well, and that was her personality and his. He's going to take control and say this is what we need. But he had an eye for that. I love that. And he could see style. He could see color. Uh, even though he was this tough guy, he just had an eye for that, and and I I, I could probably get a lot of that from him. Mm. Again, mother was good in her own right, but I think um, my two sisters have it also. I mm. think we got that probably more from our dad. I don't know, just seeing color and how things look. Yeah. I don't think I'm any extra special in that way. I I, I think a lot of most women can you know, have an eye for style yeah. to a certain degree. So well, I love it. I love fiddling with that kind of thing. Well, and I feel like, I mean, how would you go about learning or teaching? Like if I wanted to know a little bit more about colors and the right kind of clothes for my body type and all yeah. that, how in the world would I even start to learn about that? I mean, there are some books out there. I don't know just off the cuff. I don't know that I can quote any names mm -hmm. of books, but there was a book back in the eighties, color me beautiful. It's not mm -hmm. even in print anymore. I don't think, I don't know. You would have to go online and see if that book is still available. Mm -hmm. uh, it may not be. I, I'm okay. just not sure. But, um, so that's one that you read that you liked. Oh, goodness, yes. Back in the eighties, you were just mm -hmm. a little thing. You were about three years old and there was a color me beautiful store in most major cities. Uh, really? Yes. And our town had one. And I remembered when I went in there a time or two, uh, they had clothes according to what color you were, spring, summer, fall, winter. Mm. For those of you ladies that go back that far, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. And when I would go in that store, and they sold clothing. I mean, it was a big deal back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. They actually asked for me to work for them. And you were only three years old. Oh, how and funny. I said, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I want to keep it that way. See, there you go again. Somebody approaching you to, to work <laughs> for them. I just, that's, that's awesome. That doesn't happen. I'm just saying. Oh, but it would have been, hey, it would have been fun. I would have loved uh -huh. it. But uh -huh. I really knew that I was called to stay at home at yeah. that time. And they're not even around anymore, that whole Color Me Beautiful uh -huh. thing. Again, I don't think the book is in print. But if you ever see that book in a Goodwill or uh -huh. a Salvation Army or uh -huh. an old bookstore, uh, grab it. buy that book. And, uh, Absolutely. It, it kind of talks about color analysis, okay. And, okay. and I don't get sucked into anything. Mm -hmm. I don't get sucked into things. I don't, you mm -hmm. know, if people are trying to sell something door-to-door, -door, mm -hmm. I just, mm -mm. I don't get into that. I just don't. Mm -mm. I'm telling you, color analysis on your skin tone works. It mm -hmm. just works. Interesting. And, you know, I know that I don't look good in pink. Uh -huh. I just don't. Right. I look better in pea green. Go mm -hmm. figure that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about some shops that you have that are gold mines? You know, I really like the places like the TJ Maxx and the uh, Marshalls. I mm -hmm. really do like those mm -hmm. because I'm a mix and match kind of person. Mm -hmm. And that's what what you can do in those places. Now, sure. you are the type of lady 
lady that doesn't really know how to mix things together, um, I would say go to like a Dillard's or a Macy's mm-hmm. because they have employees there, the staff there, who can put things together for you. Gotcha. They've got good prices. They've got good sales these days. I mean, everybody's buying for your dollar. Mm-hmm. So I think those are good places. As far as resale, I kind of get into resale a lot. And um, there's a place called Clothes Mentor, and mm-hmm. I think it's nationwide. I don't awesome. know. It may just be in the South, but it's Clothes Mentor. Okay. And it's it's uh, I don't, it's used clothing, but you yeah. can take things there, and they will pay you for your clothing. Now, mm-hmm. it's got to be in really, really, really good condition. Okay. Uh, but and name I, brand things. I hardly walk out. When I go to those stores, well, there's only one in, in our town that I know of, pretty much when I walk out, I've found one thing at least. I really mm. like their shops. Okay. So, and, you know, there's the Stein Mart. Stein Marts are good. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they have great sales. So those type stores. Okay. What about and, thrift stores? Tell me about that. Yeah, I like thrift stores. Clothes Mentor would not be considered a thrift store. No. It is resale, so you're going to pay a little bit more. But, again, you're going to get top name. Mm-hmm. You're going to get top name brand things mm-hmm. in really, really good condition. Awesome. If you're the thrift store kind of girl, you know, like the Goodwills or the Salvation Army or mm-hmm. just a little mom-and-pop thrift store, mm-hmm. those can be so much fun. They can be gold mines. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an eye for uh, clothing, that's just not your thing, mm-hmm. you will get frustrated mm-hmm. at a Goodwill or a Salvation Army or, a, you know, a thrift store. You you will feel overwhelmed when you walk in. Don't Just don't even do it. Don't go there. Don't go there because it will just make you frustrated. Yeah. I love them. I yeah. love the the hunt mm-hmm. of bargain. It's all about mm-hmm. the bargain. I and love it. A little diamond in the rough, a little skirt or a jacket that mm-hmm. all you have to do is take it and have it dry cleaned at those mm-hmm. $1.79 dry cleaning places. There you go. And you've got a great jacket. See? I mean, you use, if you go in a hospital, you, you wear a hospital gown that somebody else has worn. Okay. We, did, we didn't really need to go there. <laughs> we did, we didn't need to go there, Mom. <laughs> and if you lay in a uh, hospital bed, uh, you're laying on sheets that somebody else has okay. laid on. Well, except they've been washed. Okay. And hotels, know. too, right? And hotels, yes. Uh, right. Towels. Towels in a hotel. Uh, somebody else has used those. Germaphobe here. Thank you. They've Thanks been cleaned. Yeah. All right. If you buy clothes from a thrift store... Same thing. All you have to do is take it and have mm-hmm. it washed in your washing machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> take it to our dry cleaners, and mm-hmm. it's good as Now, you've got to know when you go in a thrift store things not to buy. You know, if it's got a rip or sure. a hole or it's, it's 1980s, don't buy it unless you're buying it for a costume or a party. Right. Uh, thrift stores can be so much fun, and love I love them. I well, absolutely and you've given me a little love for it. I used to not, and I used to dread going in them and wash my hands a lot and not, but I would not even wash things in my washing machine. I would send them with you and you would wash them and then give them to me because I wouldn't do it. Now I, I, I've gotten, a, once I had, once you have a child, then you're like, eh, germs. Okay. We're a little better about that. Yeah. What are we going to say? Oh, uh. Sorry, I, oh, I have a really good friend that she's been a friend of mine from my church for good night, 40 years. And she actually was the one that got me started on thrift stores. And we did it 20 years ago before it was cool. See, now it's kind <laughs> of cool to go to thrift stores. Back yeah. then, it wasn't cool. But mm. we did it anyway. She was, you know, a stay-at-home mom, and she needed to save her pennies. You know, her 
they didn't have a lot of money, just like none mm-hmm. of us did back then. Right. Just cut corners. And one of the ways you cut corners was by clothing from thrift stores for your kids, for yourself. And so she did that. She had three kids. Mm-hmm. And so she's the one that kind of got me started on it. Of course, now it's cool. Well, y'all were trendsetters for sure. Well, I mean, I there I you know. go. Y'all were trendsetters. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and it still is. All right. What's your best beauty tip? Lipstick. Mm. Preach, girl. <laughs> preach. How many of my friends, uh, y'all y'all hear, y'all hear her talk, tell this. Y'all know. Y'all can testify. How many of my friends, she comes up and says, you need a little darker shade of lipstick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, she they, really, she does it. People that don't like makeup, girls that don't like makeup, let mm-hmm. me tell you what you can do. Three things you can do, and that's all you got to do. Okay. If you're the type of girl that gets up in the morning and uh, you don't want to wear makeup, you never wear makeup, you hate to fool with it, if you do these three things, this is all you got to do. Okay, number one. Mascara, mm. blush, and lipstick. Mm. Mascara, blush, lipstick. That's all you need. That's all you need. See? There you go. Now, Not I eyeliner? Eyeliner's kind of, I think we need some eyeliner there. Well, okay. Well, and I like foundation, and I like under eye color. I'm just mm-hmm. uh, under eye cover. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you don't wear makeup, and you don't want oh. just do those three things. That would make a world of difference, and you're still not spending, you know, twenty minutes on your. Makeup. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. If you like makeup, well, yeah, then you're going to do mm-hmm. your foundation, and you're mm-hmm. going to do an eyeliner, and all of that. Okay. But the three things would get you by if you hate. Okay, I love it. Those are great. Those are fabulous. All right, we're going to wrap up with a few short answer questions. What's your favorite snack you are enjoying right now? Uh, Those little uh, oranges, what are they called? Cuties. Cuties. Mm. I can eat three or four in one sitting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now, I love chocolate, Mm. but Mm. I can't, you know. Tell me me about that thing you just introduced me to, the chocolate and the peanut butter all rolled together. Um, well, no, it wasn't chocolate. It was just peanut butter. Remember? You saw it on that commercial? Yes. What was that? It's that commercial where the horse is pushing this <laughs> this little boy sitting there, and this horse pushes. What are they? Oh, they're made by Skippy Peanut Butter? Yes. I think. Yes, I think Something you're right. Like and they're peanut butter rounds. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I, I bought one little can, and I can't buy any more because I will eat the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, but I they're can't good. Remember. I think it's Skippy peanut butter or one of the peanut I think butter you're things. right. One of the big peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. And this horse is pushing it with his hook toward this little boy. It's Love the it. greatest commercial. But anyway, Love I can't I'll eat the whole thing. Okay. What is one thing that you could encourage someone with today? And it could be something that you've already said. It could just be something that, what is one thing you could encourage somebody with? You know, um, I think for years I have let fear Mm-hmm. The what guided me or didn't guide me, like when I was asked to do a particular position mm-hmm. or even a volunteer position, I would be fearful thinking, oh, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. We, at the lady at our church who was over our children's division literally 35 years ago asked me to, to teach, asked my husband and I to teach. I remember thinking, oh, I can't do that. It was fear that was driving me. And then when I've been asked to do certain jobs each time, you know, the hostess and then working for pastor, I, fear would dominate me. So mm-hmm. I think I've learned a lot. You know, you never learn it all, but I, mm-hmm. I, at least I'm aware of it now. Right. And I think, okay, am I letting fear drive me 
Mm. Or what is the Lord opening for me that I just need to get in on? Mm, Love that. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, that's perfect. I think that's don't let fear drive you. I love that. I can take that to heart for sure. All right. Last question. How are you keeping it real this week? Keep it real like you didn't put your makeup on today, but that's not true. I did. (laughs) I know. That's shocking, right? Like you need to vacuum. Like. You didn't well, do your actually, nails. Well, no, actually, you did your nails. I had my grandson this morning. Yes, you did. And normally, uh-huh. uh, I let a lot of Saturdays go by that mm-hmm. I should have cleaned the house and I didn't. Preach, Because, girl. you know, you work five days a week and Saturday you're like, man. I don't want to clean. No. And because he was here with me this morning, I thought, okay, else what can I teach this young boy? Oh, and that's he's only good. three. And I said, okay, now, before we do anything, I didn't want to act like the cleaning house was not fun you know i don't want to put it in that light yeah so i didn't say that before we can do anything fun but it's really to, not let's I be honest but i said okay before we play with our toys or go outside let's clean the house oh. <laughs> so Love the it. house now the house you know i was training him so he was right. cleaning the sink and then he helped my husband vacuumed in the den, and he yeah. pushed that vacuum with him. It was great. So it. he did clean the house today. But there are many Saturdays, I hate to say this, but mm. I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah. Do it. No. Yeah. It's so, no fun. yeah, I don't clean like I used to. And, you know. And it's, it's just, okay. And it, uh, it, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the Birds of a Feather show. I really appreciate all the truths that you get to show us and... Um, you were the first guest that we had, so. I feel honored to be your first guest. I hope someone will listen. Well, it might be just, um, dad and Jim that listens, but that's okay. All right. Bye guys. Bye-bye. I enjoyed it. Thanks everybody. It was so fun. I really enjoyed interviewing my mom. Thanks so much for listening to the Friends of a Feather podcast, and we will see you next time.